Hey everybody, welcome to the Greg and Dave Show, episode 44, season 2. Dave says it's been a long day, it has been a long day. Anything else you got for the fans? No. No. Hey, listen, thanks again for watching, tuning in, we appreciate your support. Continue to tell your friends and family and enemies and neighbors and spread the word about us. You can reach out to us at the Greg and Dave Show at Outlook.com. The Greg letter N Dave Show at Outlook.com. Exciting news in the world today, huh? This is from Just the News by John Solomon. You know John Solomon? He's the one that founded Just the News. Pretty sharp dude. ATF preparing to regulate private gun sales with background check. I was just reading this. Yeah. yeah like I mean, literally. Yeah, reading. so. If you guys heard or listened to Dan Bongino, he's been talking about this. Let me just read a couple excerpts from here. The whistleblower group that represented the IRS agents in the Hunter Biden case is warning that the Biden administration is preparing a quote-unquote unconstitutional power graph to regulate private gun sales by requiring a background check. So the the, the word unconstitution and Biden administration are, are really you know, quite common these days. It's synonymous. You know, have you noticed that? Um, but anyway, if you're like, oh, well, there should be a background check. What this is talking about is if you want to sell a gun to your son or to a family member, you don't do a background check on something like that. So that's what this is referring to. BATF, for you liberals, that stands for Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Explosives was directed by the White House to make the change and, quote, has drafted a 1,300-page document in support of a rule that would effectively ban private sales of firearms from one citizen to another by requiring background checks for every sale, close quote. There's a lot more gobbledygook in there. But, so... What I was saying about Bongino is that he's been talking about this, making everybody an FFL carrier, so to speak. So federal firearms license. So if you have one of those, those guys have to report every sale of every gun. They have to keep tight records. And the idea of making us that is so that we can do the same and they can get the list they want. But what I want to know... If they're going to give me FFL status, I better get my damn full autos. <laughs> yeah, so this is, I, I suspect this might be a back alleyway Definitely. of something a lot more sinister. Because over the past three years, there have been record number of gun shops, licensed dealers that have lost their license because of this so-called Oh, lost their license. Thing. Yeah. Like, I thought yeah. you were going to say lost their guns, as no. in they're reporting them lost. No, no, no. Like, they've lost their business license. They can no longer sell firearms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because okay. of some of these new guidelines and regulations, like mistakes on forms, or they ask for mm-hmm. some arbitrary thing that they uh, take their license away. And I feel like if they categorize regular gun owners as FF, FFLs, 
that they would be accountable to the same guest paperwork and like you said if you're giving a gun to a family member selling a gun to a family member and you can produce a chain of custody at any point then that's trouble for everybody like no and and so i think this is just a a roundabout way of trying to it's all about a list yeah all right, next one. Border Patrol facing loss of agents from retirement. Just the News by Stephen Richard, published January 30th. I mean, that's all I want to say about that. I mean, just listen to that title. Border Patrol facing loss of agents from retirement. Now, if, it, if you don't know already, like if you've been a complete idiot and not paying attention to what's going on, the Border Patrol are kind of like butlers or servants, maids, they just kind of help guide the illegals to their desired places of destination, giving them taxpayer-funded phones and forms and flight. If the problem's bad now, it's just going to be worse when 10,000 of them hit that retirement line. November is a long way away, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Uh, here's one from the Daily Signal. This one really bums me out because I I go to the VA, I get meds from the VA, I get free health care because of my service and my issues. VA hospital plans to ramp up sex changes, sex change surgeries, double down on gender ideology. Document shows from Michaela Burrow and Megan Brock, January 29th. I don't even want to get into that. Okay. There's two pages here out of probably four but it's my two-page limit and only because I duplex <laughs> otherwise it would be one page but I mean there you go VA VA hospital plans to ramp up sex change surgeries now I bet there's a lot of folk out there that are like yeah I'm okay with the VA using my tax dollars to help these soldiers that are in need because they serve and they have issues and they need help got it but I bet they're not so welcoming to sex change surgery you know their tax dollars going towards sex change surgery I mean, why would you even bring that into the va like why is that necessary because we have so many other places that are doing this right now right is it as thomas sewell said with this whole volunteerism initiative that started in the in the 90s like what could you do with 94 million people that you couldn't do with 93? <laughs> what is the benefit of this? I'd be surprised. To, uh, I mean, the benefit to them is to push their agenda. That's all it is. Push their, push their ideas onto us, force you to pay for it. Nothing is sacred. Uh, make the government go further into debt. Because this is going to cost. So probably what will end up happening, more money will go towards gender changing than to a, like a, a soldier that has real needs. More than likely that will be the case, which is sad. but yeah. It's just sick. Like you said, there's enough of this nonsense out there. Let's not continue to bring it in, but here we are. Biden doesn't have any legal authority to seize control of Texas National Guard. From the Daily Single Signal. Hans von Spakovsky, January 27th. Now, how many names, like, do you have a middle name? I do. This guy, this, uh, I don't know if this is his middle name. Is this a title? 
It's V-O-N, and it's a lowercase v. No, that is... Uh, Hans von Spakovsky. You Russian? I mean, I don't know what that means. Yeah, but it, it's not uncommon. So, usually von in German, German actually, is son of. So, it, it's not uncommon to see von before the family last name in Germany. Right. So... So I could be Greg Von Schreffler. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> on my documents. Yeah, I think it's a German <clears throat> thing. I had a, a friend, um, family that I stayed by when I lived in Mississippi. They had a Schnauzer. His name was Peppy Von Sambolius. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> anyway, obviously this has been a big deal. National Guard units cannot be called to active duty by the president, quote, without the consent of the governor of the state, close quote. The only exception to the consent requirement is contained in subsection Foxtrot, and it only applies if National Guard units are needed for active duty for overseas service, such as when we were in the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Yes, I can attest to this as I was in the Afghanistan war. I was in the National Guard. And they turn you over to a Title X status, which falls under the federal purview. And so you're no longer under the state. So that makes sense. But none of those conditions exist right now. Thus, under the statute, without the consent of Abbott, Biden has no power to simply seize control of the Texas National Guard as he is being urged to do and order them to stand down. Since we are not in a war and the Guard is not needed for service abroad. Biden could go to the extreme by trying to use the Insurrection Act of January, no, not the, of 1807 to take over the Texas National Guard. The Insurrection Act authorizes the president to federalize the National Guard under certain narrow and exceptional circumstances. The last time it was invoked was by President George W. Bush to help quell the deadly widespread, widespread riots in 1992 in Los Angeles after the arrest and beating of Rodney King. And we all remember how bad that was, the rioting. Under 10 U.S.C. subsection 252, the president can, quote, call into federal service the militia of any state, close quote, when, quote, unlawful obstructionist combinations or assemblages or rebellion against the authority of the United States make it impracticable, impracticable to enforce the laws of the United States in a state by the ordinary course of judicial proceedings. Close quote. Clearly, there is no insurrection going on in Texas as defined by that law. Well, th this would be just one of countless things that he doesn't have the legal authority to do that didn't that hasn't stopped him but this is the thing think about this he is willing or saying that he is willing to go to these lengths to remove the national guard of texas from protecting the border <laughs> to stop illegal migrants from coming into mm -hmm. the country at, at what point is it okay to... That alone is an impeachable offense. <laughs> of course, it has to be. <laughs> I mean, his sworn duty is to protect the country. There's and a, he's not, clearly not doing... Complete dereliction of duty. Yes. 
It has to be an impeachable offense. It is. I mean, let that sink in, man. It's like, no, you cannot protect them. Yeah, man. It's <laughs> And there was another word, you know, the Biden administration and unconstitutional, and then the Biden administration and extreme. Those Those words just, I mean, they all flow from that. And we know that he's not shy about going around the law or yeah. going through the law or not abiding by the law. The media is uh, yeah. more than... Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. That a sitting president would have that position. And, you know, that reminds me. I am so sick and tired of people, whether it's talk show or whatever, saying, this is unprecedented. This is outrageous. This has never been done before. This has, you know, and, but it continues to happen. I mean, it's just like, it is all these things, but now what? So what? Do you care? Seriously, do you care anymore? Do you care? These, there are a lot of people out there that have cameras and microphones that have no soul left, man. Like, these people are so compromised. And so bought that it's impossible for them to do the right thing, even if they try. They are what you would call unconscionable. Or is that like amoral? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They they have no sense. Like they've they've engaged in this sort of dishonesty, and for so long, it's like breathing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. I guess that's one thing I'm getting tired of is who cares? Because if you care, nothing gets done. If you don't care, nothing gets done. I mean, deep down we care, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, and I guess that's part of the strategy, wearing you out, wearing you down. Absolutely is. Absolutely is. Half of the U.S. governors support Texas after SCOTUS border ruling. And DeSantis says it's self-defense. They'd be foolish to not side with Texas because again this is one of those things that is a slippery slope and you can potentially be next once you run afoul of anything that the administration feels like it wants to do so even if you may not like the Texas governor just out of your own self interest <laughs> you should support or be on their side in this. I mean, can you think think about this? What What's next? I mean, are we going to have federal agents come down and have a confrontation with the National Guard? Or is he going to activate active duty personnel to go and fight against their brothers? I mean, this, this like, like everybody says, is inconceivable, is unprecedented. It's just, it's... I, <laughs> But only one thing, only one side is unprecedented as far as they're concerned. Like, Abbott's position is unprecedented based on how they report it. Nothing is, there is no, there is nothing beyond the pale with what the administration mm -hmm. has done or is trying to do. But a governor standing up for the sovereign right of his state is unprecedented. You are Stranger Things. Hmm. Pretty cool show. So there's this other realm or dimension in there that mm -hmm. they call the upside down. That's where we are, man. We are in the upside down. <laughs> upside down. Stuff is insane. Inside out. And it just 
it just continues. Uh, so that that's by the Just the News with Charlotte Hazard from January 27th. I mean, that, yeah, we, we said enough about that. Crime, the Daily Signal. Crime rates are high no matter what the media says. <laughs> Gully Stimson, Zach Smith, January 26th. As the old saying goes, you reap what you sow. It seems that liberal politicians who sowed the specious seeds of their version of quote-unquote criminal justice reform in blue cities across the country now don't like their crop, which is high crime. By the way, it's not an old saying. It's actually based on scripture. You reap what you sow. But yeah. So there's a Gallup poll that shows that 63% of Americans think the crime problem is, quote, extremely or very serious close quote now the fbi said that crime is down but the, the reason that they got to that or how they got to those numbers was they did not include crime rates in los angeles and chicago huh <laughs> okay which have suffered massive crime spikes since district attorneys george gascon and kim fox guess who supported them gascon is he in chicago no, but guess who's, who supported these district attorneys? Soros. Yeah. Both George Soros supported rogue prosecutors were elected. Yeah, so there you go. But they have a lunatic mayor in Chicago right now. That um, uh, last thing that I saw him say is that reparations will reduce crime. <laughs> and like, really, though? Really? <laughs> but so... There was uh, a report that I had read probably about a few months ago in New York City where over 2,000 of the reported burglaries within New York City were committed by the same 300 or so people. Man, that's kind of like you talking about that rapper. The rape was up and they were listening to this dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, ludicrous. Ludicrous, yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing on this article. In cities with the toxic trio of defund the police, demoralize the police, and the election of Soros-backed rogue prosecutors, crime exploded. And that safety act that they they passed in, in, in Illinois on January was, um, I guess, colloquially called the, the purge. Purge law that has decriminalized so many things, and even if they included Chicago, I think by that metric alone, crime would still be down because of what was now permissible under the safety, the safety act, safety S A F T um, act in Illinois. Absolutely insane! Like they've completely taken what little teeth the police had left like they can't arrest they have to give them a citation and hope that they show up in court to answer these charges and, and so forth i mean it's absolutely insane and i guess that's one way to to reduce crime make everything legal i'll do it there you go nice i wish the purge act would be something that we could use against them so if we see a criminal, we can just shoot and kill them and not have to suffer for it. Or maybe once we'll get a citation. A time, once upon a time. <laughs> once upon a time. All right. So, you know, we've been talking about AI. This, these next two are from Just the News by Kevin Kellogg. 
published January 26th. George Carlin Estate Files Lawsuit Against Company Behind AI-Generated Video of the Late Comedian. The estate for comedian George Carlin reportedly filed a lawsuit against the creators of an artificial intelligence-generated hour-long video. The estate accuses the creators of stealing, quote, a great American artist's work, close quote, NBC reports. The video is called, quote, George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead, close quote. It was posted to YouTube on the channel and it ran by the media company Dudesy. I don't know. So now there's another, there's, I mean, there's just another similar article. AI needs guardrails after fake explicit images of Taylor Swift go viral on X. Also by Just the News, published January 27. More guardrails are needed for artificial intelligence and technology, says Microsoft CEO Satya Nadalia, after AI produced explicit pornographic images of pop star Taylor Swift went viral. Nadalia argued that it's Quote, our responsibility to manage the emerging technology. Close quote. All right, so he's concerned. Satya? I don't know. Male, female? I don't Your know. guess is as good as mine. So, but listen to this. This is, this is the big one. This is the, the big, anyway. Let me just read this quote. But, this is also Nadalia. But, it is about global societal convergence on certain norms especially when you have law and law enforcement and tech platforms that can come together, close quote. He goes on to say, I think we can govern a lot more than we think we give ourselves credit for, close quote. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, That's I mean, the there it is. Line, man. <laughs> I mean, right there. I mean, punch who line. talks like that? Huh? I think we can govern. Well, wait a minute. What? Govern what? Govern who? I mean, what if... Some your daughter's fiance came over and says, "Don't worry, I'll govern your daughter." Well, would that be weird? Well, there there is nothing they will not try to use as a vehicle to get to their ends. And what is their end? Control. And in the book of Judges, there's a story about the bramble bush that nominated himself as the one that should rule over all of the trees and plants and the interesting thing about the bramble bush is that it's a weed so it grows ground level you know to your ankles and his offer was if you all bow before me i will rule <laughs> all right or i will govern and um that is is very much indicative of the spirit of, of Antichrist. And you want to know what drives these people control. They want to control every aspect of life for every living person on this planet. That is all and there is nothing off limits that they will not use. Any crisis that presents itself, they say more governance. Mm -hmm. That's the way to do it. But, I mean, they put it all out there for you. Uh, global, societal, convergence, and then uh, law enforcement and tech platforms coming together. Yep. All right. So they're telling you how they're going to govern you. Yep. Like we've said, like you've said, you know, there's AI currently out there that is, I don't know, self-aware, but pretty aware. And the only problem with it is where does it get its data from? 
where do you get your data huh the internet right you type in something and boom there it is your information yep. same thing with the ai so you and i know we talked about this before you you got the internet saying well maga supporters are terrorists um pro-lifers are terrorists um church churchgoers are terrorists so there you go there's the ai's programming to look for those people and point them out and round them up no they're not going to do that they're not going to round people up that's crazy <laughs> no i mean that's, i mean seriously they're not going to do that yeah they wouldn't like nobody's going to like nobody's going to fly an airplane into a building you know that would never happen yeah. right i mean but it's not like they're telling you you can't leave your house and that is not like telling you you can't go see your family the hospital or the funeral home or can't go buy food it's not like they wouldn't do that no no, uh, no, no. so you know like 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 having a covid card <laughs> uh yeah so this one next one top u.n court allows genocide case against israel to proceed of course it does just the news by joseph weber published january 26th I'm just going to read this one sentence. The United Nations top court decided Friday to allow a genocide case to proceed against Israel for its military actions in Gaza. Now, Dave and I are talking earlier, and we we had come to the conclusion that genocide of any human is not a good thing. And so, how can you take the UN seriously anymore? I mean, holy moly. Last time we talked about those freaking flamers being uh guardians of kids remember yep and now we're to believe that the un decided friday to allow genocide case to proceed well to put an additional context to that the united nations has more resolutions against israel oh yeah than any other country on the planet and it's not even close. The last count, and this was years ago, the last number that I remember was some 40, 40 something resolutions against a single country. The size, I mean, and look at the size of this country compared to some of the other countries in the world. But that gives a little context as to the thought process behind this ruling. 42 resolutions. What is it going to take? Seriously, what is it going to take for folks to wake up? You guys are probably awake, but your flaming friends, little <laughs> friends, what is it going to take for them to wake up? You know, here's the thing. By the time you get to the point where you can say, I told you so, it's too late, right? We're already in shackles. We're already having our porridge. I mean, it's, uh, it's so frustrating. And with all of this, um, like we were talking the other day, when you come into, I guess, new information, doesn't mean that you're consuming new information. It means you discard what you've had before. You keep all of it together and you put it together. What is it that these people want to do to the citizenry that it is so important to disarm them first. I mean, that's like every country that's gone through that has become a tyranny country or tyrannical leadership. And uh, I mean, I, it's like a mathematical equation. And, and I think it's a question that people should be asking that a lot of people 
aunt, what do you want to do that my firearm is a problem for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, you look, you'll find it's nothing good. It's nothing good at all. Though. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? It's kind of like going back to no smoking. Uh, remember this restaurants and the places were like banning smoking. And I think most of us were like, yeah, that's a good thing because I don't smoke. I don't like that. But then what happened? We started banning other things and it just kept going and going and going. I'm not saying that smoking should be allowed everywhere. I'm just saying, saying that let's put the information out there and let the people decide. Yeah, slippery slope. And this is where the problem Well, not the problem, but this is where things become problematic because there are enough people that know if you concede on this one thing, it won't stop there. And that's the issue. Uh, Distrust of lawmakers and government. And I think that there should always be a healthy distrust because they are people. And more times than not, they are morally bankrupt people. So even more so is the likelihood of them descending into tyranny. And they may put forward an argument or a case to assume a position on a particular thing. And they very well might be right. The issue is, if they are allowed to enact that, it's not going to stay there. So most of the resistance to what they propose, even though in a particular context, very well might be the right thing to do. What comes next is usually going to be where the issue um, presents itself. And look no further than two weeks to stop the spread. That's all you have to do. Just look back at what they proposed. It seemed reasonable to many. And there were some that was like, nope, 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 nope. Under no circumstance should that be okay. But people conceded at the end of the day. And it didn't stop with two Mm -hmm. weeks to stop the Mm -hmm. spread. Look at what followed. And this is where the mistrust comes in. What's that scripture that talks about uh, fire never says enough and uh, the death or the grave never says enough, you know, in other words, you can put all the bodies you want into the grave or you can put all the kindling you want into the fire and it's never going to come to a point that says, oh, you know what? I'm good. I think I'll stop here. And these people are the same way. Human nature. Human never nature. Never going to be enough. The unsaved man is capable of anything, period, anything. A person without Christ is capable of doing anything. And more times than not, they will do anything. All right. Study finds that a ban on plastic grocery bags in New Jersey actually increased plastic consumption. So this is another example that we're always telling you about. Liberals, Democrats, they they think they're doing the world a favor, (laughs) and they're just making it worse. This is by Just the News, Kevin Kellogg, January 26th. A new, report find, a new report finds that a ban on single-use plastic bags in New Jersey resulted in a three-fold increase in plastic consumption. <laughs> so That's I, all I'm going to read about. I that. experienced that in upstate New York, you know, which is pretty close to Jersey. I feel like we actually drove through Jersey at some point to where we were going. 
But anyway, went to Walmart around where we were staying. Got what we needed, just a handful of things. We got there, there were no bags, there were no plastic bags. I had no idea that this was you bring your own bag type of party, right? So they had paper bags that you can buy. There is that. I saw a video about this lady walking through like her thoughts and she was saying, well, go to the grocery store. You tell me I can't use plastic bags. Everything I buy is in a plastic container. Everything. Right? Yeah, saran wrapped or something. Yeah, your bread is in a plastic bag. Your fruit and vegetables end up getting put into a plastic in bag. Plastic. I mean, they're even sealed. Yeah, they uh, come in those plastic yeah, containers. Right. Uh, condiments, juice, water. Everything is in plastic. That one additional sheet for that bag. Is going to bring about it. <laughs> Have you been to Aldi's? Uh, once, maybe a- twice. A L D I for you got for you listeners. Aldi's. So same thing there. If you don't bring your own bags, you have to purchase one. But what you can also do is everything that's shipped is shipped in boxes with like the tops cut off. So if you find those around, you snatch one of those up. And that becomes your grocery bag. So you're putting your groceries into this cardboard box, and that's how everybody does it, unless they want to. The people, people actually do bring a bag. Wow. But I mean, that's so you know that's kind of cool because you're doing them a favor by getting rid of that stuff, but at the same time you're just using it to transport your goods. But don't tell me it's to save the planet, man. No. <laughs> because. Oh. That is really arrogant. No, don't, don't tell me that's what you do. I mean, most of the drinks that you buy come in plastic bottles. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, it used to be glass, but then people were dropping and breaking and cutting. So, hey, you know what? We're going to come up with this uh, plastic, plastic two-liter bottle, plastic uh, bottle of, of peanut butter. Plastic bottle of jelly. Absolutely ridiculous. Plastic bottle of mayonnaise. You guys know what I'm talking about. And this is the issue. Their their positions are not sustainable. They're yeah. not consistent and they are not sustainable. This is why they have to latch on to the newest rage. Because no position can stand up to the test of time. It, it cannot. And these are the people that, that shape. And influence policy. So I, <laughs> I was talking to uh, my kids about gas guzzlers versus these fuel efficient cars that we drive now. And this actually was a conversation that came out of one of Thomas Sewell's essays that um, in this book that I'm reading, Barbarians in the Gate. And there's an essay in there titled uh, Blood for Oil, or is it Blood for Gas? I think it's Blood for Gas. And uh, the Clinton administration, you know, came up with new federal regulations that cars need to have a minimum MPG. And the automakers were like, okay, but achieving that came at lightening, the cost of lightening the the vehicle weight. So the gas guzzlers were gas guzzlers because they were heavy. They used iron versus this... I don't know. Plastic. 
So they were able to achieve the requirement of the minimum, like 20 or 24 miles per gallon or something like that. But the cars became less safe. And as a result, now guess who didn't subscribe to the um, climate concern that the administration, the insurance companies. So what the insurance companies realized is these new cars are less safe. And as a result, the driver and passengers are more likely to be seriously hurt or die. And as a result, they are more likely to file an insurance claim. So what do they do? Jack the rates up if you drive one of those cars. You drive an old school spaceship, you're going to have low rates because they're like, yeah, you ain't going to die in there. Mm -mm. (laughs) Well, there's a tank. Right? So this is what we have to deal with. These nice sounding initiatives have a cost. And the cost is borne by the people, us. All right, you want to be climate conscious with your Tesla, your electronic cars, or whatever it is, or your little paper cars. Fine, just know that you're at a higher risk of dying in a car crash. Remember that article we did about not necessarily Teslas, but those those kind of the electrical cars. Yeah. They weigh two to three times more than these wimpy plastic cars. Yep. Again. It's not a sustainable or consistent position because they tell you that you're getting off fossil fuels, but the charge time on these things takes forever, drives the power up, uses more resources, and so forth. And there's one of the reasons why in California they have these um, restrictions on when you can use certain appliances and electronics and and all this stuff because it's not sustainable it is not sustainable but you're saving the earth man so right (laughs) by killing people incredible uh let's see this next one is just the news south africa's ties to hamas iran exposed amid financial troubles genocide case against israel what more do I need to say? How about this one? The FTC launches probe into big tech AI investments partnerships from the Epic Times by Catabella Roberts, January 26th. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission is launching an investigation into multiple big tech firms and their recent investments and partnerships involving the rapidly growing generative artificial intelligence industry, officials have announced. And they're currently looking at Alphabet, Incorporated, isn't that an Amazon? I mean, uh, go Google. Google. Yeah. yeah, Amazon, Anthropic, PBC, Microsoft, and OpenAI. Now, don't you feel better that the FTC is looking into these? And you know, I'm sure they're gonna save us Just from wasting taxpayers' mm. money doing. Like nonsense. any of those powerful entities, have to do anything the FTC says. Laughable. I, I found this one interesting. U.S. issues travel warning to Bahamas over deadly deadly trend. What trend is that? Man, I thought it was cool to go to the Bahamas. It was safe. This is Epic Times by Jack Phillips, January 26th. The U.S. State Department. This 
week issued a travel warning to the Bahamas amid a recent spike in murders in the island country. An alert sent out by the U.S. Embassy on January 24 advises Americans, quote, to be aware that 18 murders have occurred in Nassau since the beginning of 2024, close quote, and that homicides have occurred, quote, at all hours, including broad daylight on the streets, close quote. Wow. It cited gang violence for the spike in murders so far this year. So, Bahamas used to be like a hot spot to go to, but be careful out there. You're going to die. I mean, that seemed like a large number, but considering how small that yeah. island is, that's, that's and, very alarming. And any time of the day. Wow. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's an interesting one. Growing concerns over links between transgenderism and violence. You Epic. don't see. <laughs> Epic Times by Darlene McCormick Sanchez, January 25th. Mental health issues that manifest in gender confusion combined with potent cross-sex hormones can be a recipe for violence, some experts have said. Since 2018, five people who identified as transgender or were gender confused have gone on killing sprees at schools and businesses. It's ma'am. Authorities have been increasingly slow to confirm so-called gender identities and motives in cases such as these. So it goes on to talk about the the Nashville shooting one. Remember that? Was that Nashville? Yeah, Yeah. Nashville. And they didn't want to release the manifesto because it was a transgender violent issue. But that makes sense as far as um, the chemicals that they take. Obviously, no. Mind you, let's not forget our place. We didn't go to Harvard. (laughs) We didn't study medicine. But I don't think you need to be a medical doctor to know that if you create a cocktail of chemicals inside of someone like that, something might go wrong. Something might go wrong. Well, you remember when um, testosterone was banned or a big deal. Mm -hmm. Steroids is what I'm getting at. Well, I'm sorry, hemorrhoids. <laughs> Steroids was a big thing in weightlifting, and, and 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 it still is a big thing in Olympics. Like you get banned for uh, testing positive for, for that. Any, yeah, any sport. Yeah. But one of the side effects, even way back then, they said was irritable and more violent. Aggression. Yeah. Aggression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're pumping this into these kids. Wow, dude. Come on, man. But you're not an expert, Greg. No, you I'm didn't not. go to Harvard. Mm-mm. So what you say doesn't matter. Logic and re- reason yeah. do not apply here. So I'm driving down the street and my vehicle is backfiring, sounding like a drive-by. But because I'm not a mechanic, I can't say that something is wrong with my car. That's right. This is the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, 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 how dare you? You can't say that. I, I didn't. I didn't go to mechanic school. Yeah. You guys remember Peter Navarro? They met him at the airport, tackled him, put him in shackles and leg irons. How many, when was the last time, seriously, you saw somebody in leg irons? I mean, maybe in a courtroom, they come out, this dude is in a suit and he's got some leg shackles on, but it's usually a pretty violent dude. Uh, So this is Epic Times by Sam Dorman, January 25th. Washington. Peter Navarro, a former Trump White House advisor, has been sentenced to four months in prison and ordered to pay $9,500 in fines for his refusal to comply with congressional subpoenas that he said were covered by executive privilege. Now, who do you know recently that gave us the finger 
when given a congressional subpoena. I think of a couple people. <laughs> Hunter Biden. Yes, Hunter Biden. And where are the leg irons for him? Where are the fines for him? I mean, what does it take for, for somebody to say, you know what? This isn't right. This is out of balance here. I mean, God, it's just so frustrating. Uh, here's a nice one. FBI seizures from safe deposit boxes violated U.S. Constitution. Yeah, so yeah. under the Biden administration, we again have violated the Constitution through the FBI. I call them the corrupt BI now. I don't even want to get into this. I mean, basically, you guys know where the FBI has been on this. I know not everybody, every agent is corrupt, but there's a, too many that are, and the top of the food chain for leadership is definitely corrupt. I'm amazed at, I guess amazed might be too strong a word. It surprises me how many people are willing to go along with this nonsense. Where do you draw the line? That you know... And you, you, there've always been dishonest people. Mm -hmm. There've always been amoral people. So that's par for the course. But is it that we just never really had such a visible demonstration of how many of these people are out there? You know, like you have this awareness of something exists, but you don't know to what extent. Pussy, is it that we're just finding out? How many of these people there are? Because this is staggering to me. Well, I mean, the huge part of it is the media. Well, there is that too. I mean, right. they're like the Praetorian Guards, what I've heard so many times as an example. They surround the president, this president, this illegitimate president. They surround him. They protect him. They don't report on anything that goes against their grain. And surprisingly, there are millions and millions of people that are believing in the media they, they can't see any contrast and yeah and i do have to remind myself of that from time to time a lot of this stuff is smoke and mirrors and and they will take one or two instances of something and amplify it to the mm -hmm. point where it seems like this is commonplace and this is how everyone feels and this is what everyone thinks and not necessarily really the case so yeah. i really can't tell a difference between the chinese media and the u.s media <laughs> i mean seriously um epic time january 24 thousands of 2020 votes found hmm oh, no kidding in Canada, Emergencies Act, federal court rules invocation against Freedom Convoy, quote, unreasonable, close quote, and unjustified. So that's good news. There's a bit of goodness in Canada still where they ruled that, hey, what they did to those truckers, not good. Um, exclusive email reveals why CDC didn't issue alert on COVID vaccines and myocarditis. Epic Times, Zachary Steiber. January 25th, the nation's top public health agency did not send an alert on COVID-19 vaccines and heart inflammation because officials were concerned they would cause panic, according to an email obtained by the Epic Times. The CDC's apparent decision to not immediately issue a formal alert to clinicians warning them about the increased risk of myocarditis and pericarditis and vaccinated individuals is not only inexcusable, it's malpractice. So they have, they were concerned about inciting fear. 
they didn't have that concern when they were telling people you would die if you, you didn't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. concern didn't exist then. No, nope, nope, nope. And then they went so far as to say, uh, you're going to kill your grandma or you're going to kill somebody else's grandma because you refuse to wear a mask. That's how evil you are. How they get away with it. For time. Satan really is the god of this world. It's the only thing that explains how these people oh, yeah. can do these things with mm-hmm. impunity. Oh yeah, folks. That's 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 the bottom line. That's like if you want to get to the heart of the matter, there it is right there. I mean, Satan is working this little checkers board with his eyes closed. Yeah, I mean, it, because it's so his. many people yeah. are just like they go along with it. They're satisfied. They're ignorant. I mean, yeah, he's just having a heyday. Yeah, chaos. He is really chaos. Listen, when he, when he uh, showed Jesus the kingdoms of the world in a moment in time, and he said, "All of these are mine, and I give them to whomever." I they please. were given to me, so I give them to whoever, yeah. He said, yeah. if you bow down and worship me, I'll give them to you too. <laughs> yep. What's interesting, when I dug into that, it was saying that, let's take a shortcut, Jesus. Yeah, he didn't want them to go to the cross. Yeah, yeah let's take a shortcut. And yeah. also, they were saying that Satan was trying to deceive the second Adam. Potentially. You know what I mean? Like, he was trying to taint Christ as he tainted man adam in the beginning but yeah that's for another story but anyway yeah it's yeah he, he's the architect baby he's right there the, the mere fact that these people can lie to this degree flat out lie and zero accountability means that they have been given the keys to the kingdom there's no other explanation for this And you talked about the media and the lies. In Obama's term, what's his second term? In Obama's second term, there was an act known as the Smith-Mund Act. You ever heard of this? Okay. So this was an act that was drafted and signed into law, I think, in the 50s. I think, if I remember correctly. But this law made it illegal for press and news outlets to lie made it illegal to lie on american soil to the american people obama did this no hang on no 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 this the law this the smithman act was signed into law in the 50s and every president since the inception of this law renewed this act when it expired they just signed it and back into law so i can't remember how how long it was active for at a time but number of years so not necessarily every next president maybe every other president or so um it would expire on and they'd sign it into law because it expired in his second term so first term was fine um and he was the first president since this act became law to not renew it subsequent to that you have had the advent of what we know today as fake news and this is the thing and he did this knowing now before of course because they, they known that they were spying on the man but they knew he was going to run for office so they took that out of the way 
and release the hogs of hell. Mm. Everything that they reported on this man. And it's not like the media is a bastion of integrity. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's not get it twisted. But never has there been a point where they would just flat out lie to this degree. They would misrepresent. <laughs> they might omit. But to just come up with a brazen, bold lie like they have done since Trump declared his mm-hmm. running for office. Mm-hmm. That has never happened. Mm-hmm. And it was a direct consequence of the Smith-Mund Act not being renewed by hmm. the sitting president at the time. And I felt this was something that I felt Trump should have rectified in his first term. Um, but that just I guess snuck under the radar but because that has been not repealed but because that guardrail is no longer there we have what we have like these people will come on television and just lie man Mm -hmm. like they won't even give you a piece of the truth no I mean you're right they just straight up say this is red it's not green it may look green but it's really not green it's red I mean, just straight up lie like that. Let me just read this sentence here that just blows me away. U.S. authorities identified myocarditis and a related condition, pericarditis, before the vaccines were cleared, events that could be caused by the vaccines. So holy cow, our government entity knew ahead of time and they went ahead and made it like a forced thing. You have to get back. And it was what they said, 90, 90, what percent safe was what they oh, said. Oh, yeah. They were going like on about how. 99. I mean, some unfathomable number. I know it was in the 90s. I can't remember the exact, but it was like up there. Like it couldn't be any safer. I'm going to cut it off there. But I mean, I don't know what's it going to take. I mean, I guess you watching this probably don't seem to suffer from this but think about your friends and your enemies and your family and dude you got to get out there and vote while you (laughs) while you still can i remember when i was in afghanistan it was the first time people were allowed to vote and because of the um inability to read the illiteracy 90 like over 90 percent illiterate you know they used a palm print or a thumb print to validate their vote and so the taliban were cutting off their thumbs and their hands <laughs> wow i mean and they are still voting here we are pissing away our our ability to vote while we still can because i'm telling you it's 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 you know i know i know this every freaking election somebody says this is the most important election ever you got to get out there cuz this is the most important but I think we finally have reached it. Uh, I think this is it. I mean, I think really for reals now. Legitimately, this is yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. If it if they get if they win in November, I think it's over, man. I just oh my gosh. Yeah, they, they they've they have they have definitely pushed the envelope, and they are continuing to do so. I, I don't think they'll stop until they've accomplished what they they want to accomplish which is to completely break the american spirit and to have complete control over every aspect of life in this country 
uh, and the world, America has been probably the last one to that party. Like late, late. But we here now. We are in the in the dance on the dance floor. We are there. But they still have some ways to go, uh, and they know it. You know what's so crazy, so fascinating, is that China bitches like Biden and his entire corrupt family. They're, 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 they're taking the shovels, the whole Democrat party. They're shoveling, they're paving, they're sweating, they're working so hard to pave the road for China just to you know, walk right in here without firing a shot. And then they're going to wonder, wait, why am I being executed? You know, I mean, because that, that point is going to come. Do you think China's going to be like, oh, well, you did such a good job for us, we're going to keep you around? No, you, you don't have any more influence for us. You don't have any more use for us. Yeah, no, nothing good. Nothing good will come, will come from this. That despite their proclamations, you know, of world peace and these policies can never bring peace. It, it is impossible. You know, I was I was having a discussion with a family member who shall remain nameless, and um, I told this person, if we can solve our problems by our intellect and our savvy and our advancements if if we can solve it all what need do we have for a savior hmm. why would we need a savior if we can just pull up our bootstraps put our minds together and get it done solve world hunger solve poverty solve crime solve this why do we need jesus christ we don't need him right. and that that's kind of like that is their religion yeah it cannot be done outside of Christ. And world peace. That's I just laugh every time I hear that because that's never going to happen. I mean, it would take one religion and one currency, but even then, there'd still be people that wouldn't be at peace at it. Yeah. So it's it's a joke. Hey, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting us. Continue to reach out to us at the Greg and Dave Show at Outlook.com. The Greg Letter N Dave Show at Outlook.com. And stay safe. Peace.